Hello, everyone. We are excited and proud to announce this is the very first episode of season four for Taste of Meaning. It has been an amazing couple of years, Charlie, as professional podcasters, and we made it to season four. Look yeah. at us. Season four. Like, who would have thought? <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's hard to even get to that, believe that we we're at that point already. And I remember when I was talking to like a potential guest a couple of weeks ago, and they're saying, like, yeah, like, how, how long was it ago that you all started this? And I was like, how long was it? Like, it feels like we've been doing this forever, but it was just like around the start of the pandemic, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like we were talking about it prior to the pandemic, brainstorming and whatnot. Pandemic happened. And it's kind of like, we have nothing else to do. Let's, let's actually set the <laughs> podcast. Do. <laughs> we don't have lives. <laughs> the world has ended. <laughs> how do we keep ourselves entertained? But it's amazing to have shared this journey with you so far. And I'm excited for what this season has in store and i'm very hopeful that our audience feels the same way so to kick it off we do have a few things to announce i'll, I'll say a couple things to be more correct one of course is our amazing taste of meaning website and store page we still have some stock left of our current merchandise and remember everyone just to let y'all know all proceeds go back into the podcast where it'd be split into two different um buckets first bucket is of course to help us launch future merch in the in the coming journey of this podcast and secondly the, the you know the, the one that we're most proud of of course is proceeds to be do- donated to the la regional food bank i'm stirring my words because i'm very excited and it's been a while since we've done a podcast but yes um so that's always been a great initiative of ours we did not aim to profit off this show whatsoever we don't aim to sell merchandise to make a quick buck Charlie and our professionals we can make our money through our careers the podcast is meant to give back to the community that we love and help people in any way we can. So that's one announcement, just as so you know, a friendly reminder to check out the website. Second announcement is we feel confident that we have finally established our three act structure for this podcast. We were talking about it and you'll hear about it later in this episode. Of course, we have a full menu, a three course meal. First, of course, is our lovely appetizer of the week, which we'll get into in a couple of moments. Next is our guest segment, which is our entree. And then lastly, our new official segment going forward is called Food for Thought, which will serve as our dessert portion of the podcast. You know, classically, a food for thought is something for you to leave off with, something to think about while you're, you know, doing your own things after the end of this podcast and come back with us in the future episode. So, yes, those are a couple of things we wanted to announce. Anything I'm missing, Charlie? Uh, I, I kind of want to give folks a behind the scenes of just how yes. we came up with please, food for please, actually. We were sitting in like a, a boba shop um, and we were just like, you know, what are we going to do like for this upcoming season? Like, how do we want to shift things a little bit? How do we want to, you know, spice it, up, spice it up? And so I don't know how it came up, but I think we were talking, we were like, we were stuck. We couldn't come up with anything. And then I think I said something and then you're like, oh, yeah, food for thought. And I was like, what about food for thought? And you're like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Hey, you know, the best idea is you don't expect it. <laughs> very true. Very true. I, I love that. I love the name. I love the name. It's very on brand with taste of meaning. Yeah. Now, with that said, let's get into our first segment and which is our appetite of the week. I'm going to kick it off to Charlie because he has a really good idea. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> For this appetizer, um, this is something that myself and my my partner and my wife have been uh, talking about <laughs> for several <laughs> weeks now. Um, a little bit of sort of stage setting uh so we recently switched um medical insurance and so now we're at you know we got a new doctor um we also got a new dentist as well and so i i had a really good connection with our like past doctor and past dentist uh, mainly because um like just sort of seeing them for several years developing that connection like every time i see them they're always asking me like oh like how are you doing we catch up a little bit and then we go into treatment that's how I've always experienced or have wanted to experience, I guess, healthcare, mainly because my experiences growing up have always been just like, you know, one dimensional. You're here, you get treated, you go. Anyways, fast forward, um, we have new um, doctor and dentist, and I am not vibing with them as much. And a lot of it is because I don't get that connection with them where they're asking me like, oh, like, how are you doing? Like, and, and just spending that time to really connect. And I don't ask for much. I ask for like maybe just five minutes. Just give me that to connect. 
And I don't know why, if that's just me, um, where the therapist in me or whatever, like just the, the type of person that just wants to connect with people, humanity, even if they're they're the ones who are like treating me for something, whatever. Whereas my wife, she's like, no, like I love them. They're efficient. They literally get into asking me like, what do you need? Let's do this. We're done. Let's move forward. And she is just like, what is wrong with you? Like, why do you need to connect with them? They're just, you know, there to treat you and that's it. And I like, we literally have been going back and forth. So my, my question to you, Marthy, and to the world is, what do you want from your doctor, dentist, whomever who's treating you? Do you want that bedside manner? Do you not want it and want it to just be efficient? Which way do you go? So essentially, Evelyn just wants to get in, get out with the treatment, all that stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. She wants it to be very efficient. Like, in, in fact, uh, having sort of like a virtual appointment for like the doctor was revelating. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I like it too. It, it's 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 very efficient, which is great. But still, it's like I still need that moment of just connecting a little bit. And when I did connect with the doctor, like you know, he, I started to learn a little bit more about him. He learned a little bit more about me, and I was like, all right, cool. I, I at least need a little bit of that. When we were um brainstorming and talking about what to have for the podcast today and you brought this up i was holding back tears of laughter and i'm gonna share it right now i already told you what it is when we told the audience it sounds like you need foreplay <laughs> i do i do it's like, that's what it sounds like it sounds like you just need to warm up before the actual treatment it's like when someone needs a pre-game before the actual game or before the club sitting you know what i mean that's what it sounds like <laughs> And I just love that, like that connection that we basically made with that. Um, if if you ask me, I am definitely on Evelyn's like radar when this comes like because like here's the thing about medical insurance and like healthcare providers for me. I usually like put them or I try to set up my appointment like around nine a.m. whenever they first open, so I can just like get it like start my day and just like get it over with rather because like one, I live in LA. So if I want to go in the afternoon, there's traffic. And by the time I get to my appointment versus coming back home from my appointment, I'm going to be stuck wherever I'm at. So I'd rather go in the morning when there's no traffic, get in, get out and enjoy the rest of my day. That's what I feel like. That's how I feel about haircuts. That's how I feel about going to the bank. I just grocery store. just want to get it over with so I can like plan for the rest of the day. So I'm I'm on that side. I don't really need to connect with my dentist either because I already know what I'm in for. I'm just kind of like, yeah, I'm just here for cleaning. Thank you. Bye. So basically you want to be treated by robots. Like you want a (laughs) robot to basically provide you medical treatment, (laughs) dentist, banking, haircut. That's how I feel at work though. Like when we're attending meetings, I'm kind of like, all right, what's up? What do we need to discuss? If if we're going to like hang out, we'll hang out. But like, if we're here to discuss something like work related, like I just want to discuss what we got to go and dip. <laughs> I don't want to be like, hey, how are you? Like, no, I don't need that. I don't need that conversation. Is it okay? Is it because you are, you'd rather be efficient or you just don't care? So like, I do care about these individuals with all my heart as much as I could care about anybody. I just don't need to waste my time at the moment for a five minute chit chat. I'm kind of like, um, I'm waiting for instruction. Can I go do my job? <laughs> That's just how I feel. I think I will say the the way I'm talking about it comes from a very Gen Z perspective where it's like, mm. we got things to do. Mm. Maybe maybe it's, a, maybe it's a generational like clash between you and I. But so now I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> no one said that, Charlie. <laughs> But I don't know. That's just my opinion. All right. We need to pose this to the audience. Like, <laughs> definitely want to hear your guys's thoughts. Yes, audience, do you need foreplay? <laughs> 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 to get going. Oh, my God. I don't know. I don't disagree with you. I think it's very, like, nice of you to want to establish a connection because, you know, these are human beings. These are, like, people you're going to see on a recurring basis. Might as well connect with them, be homies. But... Don't get it twisted. Like, I'm not about to go like hang out with these people and, and like you know be all up in that. It's just more so like I just want them to just ask me, like, oh hey, you know, like how are you doing? And um stuff like that. Like, I don't ask for okay. Much. And how do you respond? Do you just be like, Yeah, I'm doing great. This happened at work today. Do you actually give like an actual response or just be like, it's good? 
no i i don't give them it's good like i actually tell them a little bit like oh you know like this is how i've been um okay you know because like some of that in a way um like for example like my medical stuff it could tie in like yeah, for yeah. example like like lifestyle wise or yeah. like things that that's been happening in my life like it could tie in not to say that it won't i i, I think it brings a different um i don't know like I feel a, like a because different... you're a therapist, like that's not that's what I was thinking. Yeah, like, I was it could, say, could it be that I'm a therapist when but... I go when I go to my like therapy sessions. Like sometimes, like my therapist wants to have that little chit chat. I'm kind of like, if you ask me how I'm doing, it's such a broad question. I'm just gonna respond, it's good. You know what I mean? Like if like I'm happy to answer any questions if you like direct me there. But if it's like a broad question, I'm gonna answer very broadly. But I'm like, uh, there's too much to consider. But yeah, I'm good. <laughs> okay so like let's just say for example like Uh therapist like without having to divulge (laughs) anything obviously just like like how does that even feel at the beginning for you like for them to be like oh like hey how are you doing like and 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 to show like a genuine curiosity care and interest i think what you're saying is very true it should be because like one that those times for sessions are established and reserved for me to open up Mm -hmm. but i think of how people are like people greet part greet each other by saying hey how's it going how are you and it's like a greeting not really an actual question you sure, know what i mean sure so i think that's how re- that's the reason why i'm so equipped to being like oh good just to move mm-hmm. on you know what i mean mm-hmm. like let's say you go to the office and you see someone there like hey how are you what's up you say oh i'm good what's up and that's it you don't mm-hmm. open up and uh, you know what i mean it's meant to be like hey what's up that's like or hey hello mm-hmm. so that i think that's how it is for me it's just every time someone's like oh how how's it going bro you'd be like hey what's up and that's it and you just walk past each other mm-hmm. so i think you know breaking down the cycle that's where it comes out of <laughs> i see so I, I i'm just this guy who is keeping people from their meetings and uh, <laughs> wasting people's times apparently hey you know you got if you got 30 minutes on the calendar my dude you take all 30 minutes <laughs> <laughs> you damn straight i will <laughs> if, if it's just a quick like hey you free type message i'm giving you five minutes you gotta tell me what you need because i gotta go back to work <laughs> like, i mean oh, me on a daily basis no. <laughs> uh before i like expose myself more to any of my co-workers listen to this episode i don't hate any of you i love you all um we're gonna take a short break and we'll be back with our guest segment of the week hi listeners are you thinking about making a podcast but not really sure where to start i was there at one point but coming across anchor by spotify was really a game changer it's the easiest way to make a podcast and i found it so simple to be able to see that everything is all in one place for my use so we really found that anchor has all the tools that we needed to be able to record and edit right on the platform either through our phone or on the computer i find the computer pretty helpful just because it allows you to zoom in and be able to cut stuff out and put stuff together pretty easily so when hosting on anchor you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple, Google, and many more. So it's everything you really need to make a podcast in one place. And here's the kicker, it's free 99, completely free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. We are now joined by our guest of the week. I will pass it to Charlie to introduce Imani. Yeah, so I'm very, very excited to bring Imani on this episode. kind of stage setting a little bit she was someone who who stood out to me when we connected first in the infamous book club that we've brought up many times in this podcast history um many guests from that uh book club but I, I think what really stood out was just you know Imani you were always the type of person who would be very expressive of yourself and, and, and in a way that it, it's not just to say something but it's to say something with sort of like meaning behind it and and, and sort of your passion and enthusiasm with it and that's really always stood out to me because you know, you're you're very much the type of person who I felt like I connected with right away, uh, just because I, I felt like you had so much compassion, you had so much heart behind everything that you said. And that like, I was like, whoa, like, she's really cool. And then of course, when you recommended like a great show, and I checked it out, I was like, okay, now now we vibe on show <laughs> suggestions as well. So without further ado, Imani, let me turn it to you to introduce yourself. Thank you so much, Charlie. And honestly, the feeling is so mutual. I don't even know what the book club would be without you. Um, and I'm I'm just so excited to be here. So I'm Imani. 
Um, I live in Los Angeles. Um, I'm a learning and development professional, a wife, a friend, and uh, definitely someone you can catch a happy hour or brunch with. So, <laughs> and I guess a great uh, recommender of TV shows. Thank you, Charlie. Yeah. yeah Wait, yeah. what I'm... show is this? I need to know. His Dark Materials. Yeah, His Dark oh. Materials on HBO. Oh, oh my gosh. I've been that show to watch that. I mean, messed up. <laughs> is it still good after three seasons? Oh, yeah. Oh, I could okay. have taken a fourth and a fifth season. Okay. Just... I'm glad they didn't. But it was just, like I could have, but then I'm glad they. Oh wait, it's done. Yeah, it's, it's done. done. Yeah. Oh shoot. Okay. Yeah, cool. you can binge it all as soon as your heart desires. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Good to know. Thanks like so. after watching it, like I really want to go back and like read the books now. Oh yeah, you didn't read the books yet. No, 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 I, I didn't read the books. <gasps> the books are better. I did love the show, but the books are better, so you are in for a treat. <sighs> awesome. I I mean, <laughs> my wife's not gonna be very happy about that, just because we've had this thing where she. Like, I want her to watch all the Star Wars movies, but she refuses to do that unless I read all the Harry Potter books. Ah, uh, fair trade, fair trade. Yeah. Wait, wait, no, it's not. It's like 12 hours of content versus like three months of reading. <laughs> that is not a fair trade. But for her, it's a, it's a, it's a grueling task because she's not a Star Wars person. <laughs> you know, I, I feel her because about... I'd say about five years ago my now husband did the same thing to me um and finally one day I just caved I'm pretty sure I I did a compromise too and got something I wanted I can't remember right now but <laughs> I honestly will say to your wife all the wives out there um, and husbands and everyone in between that hasn't watched Star Wars I think that you should give it a go I do not regret it and now I am a massive, massive Star Wars fan. So <laughs> I wasn't sure where, where her where her where statement I was, was going. gonna go. I was like, is she gonna say it's trash? Is she gonna say it's great? I don't know. I appreciate yeah, the endorsement. One of my favorite plugs. franchises. Yeah. <gasps> yes. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. Well, hey, we got some good vibing along so far. Let's let's get into our segment of food, of course, our favorite segment. So Iman, I would love to hear a little bit more about just what what is your connection with food and also what, what what food kind of came up to mind when you were thinking about this so i'm not gonna lie i did i was uh i was born in kansas kansas city kansas wandak county anyone who knows where that is um shout out and uh but moved to phoenix in the third grade so if you're picking up what i'm putting down then you know that i came from the land of you know, chain restaurants. And I loved it. And I honestly, I have to give a shout out to all of them. Okay. Because I have some great memories, but once I moved to LA five years ago, I was like, wow, I do not know food outside of my own family's cooking. I don't think that I really spent much time, you know, seeking out really good, delicious food by really good delicious chefs and oh not delicious chefs i'm sorry food <laughs> i mean who knows they could be you know hey. chefs Whoa. who identify as being delicious who knows <laughs> <laughs> and uh even started cooking like i was raised by a single dad so all he could do was like grill so i i mean we ate out pretty much every single meal and so again i i can't really fault it too much have some great memories um but it's it's been really nice living in a place where I, I I can't really find a close chain restaurant to where I live right now, um, which is really really nice. <laughs> um, I mean, I had to I'm ask, sorry. like, what yeah. what was your what's your top three chain restaurants? Ooh, I love this question. Okay, so Chipotle has my heart forever, forever, like mm -hmm. literally forever. My oh, grandma. So we're considering just... fast food, all right. Okay, so fast food. Yeah, you're right. I did go, but I wait. wait actually, no, you, you have a fair point because Chipotle is also a sit down restaurant. Exactly. In your defense, right. I'll let you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You can keep yeah, it. Yeah, I didn't sit my butt in that in their actual <laughs> seating in their restaurant so many times. It may not fall into my memory of favorite chain restaurants, but I've just physically eaten there so many times. Um, next, I would have to say Red Lobster, and after mm. that, Olive Garden. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I could see that. What about you guys? You have a top three chain food. Oh, restaurant. I got a top three. Um, now that I know, now, go first. now that I know, we can do Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, it's qualified now. <laughs> yeah, Chipotle's number three. Then I was gonna say Panera, but I'll put Chipotle number three. Mm. Number two, I agree with you. I'm putting Olive Garden, but number one for me was Applebee's. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Olive Garden just gets a special spot because of those breadsticks. You know, like, when you're no one your family, doing. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say, yeah. You know, funny enough, Olive Garden actually does apply for me as well. Uh, I love Olive Garden growing up and still do, actually. Um, another one would be Sizzler. Like, my Ooh. family would always go to Sizzler growing up. Like, we would always go to, like, the salad bar or their... Um, like I think the we would always get like what steak and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like it was well, always all the place. you can eat, right? Uh, like the stuff? salad bar is, but then like you would yeah. order like just like the Your entrees, uh, separate item entrees. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um, gosh, I'm trying to think. Like, what would be what would be another chain restaurant? Um, I I can't say Chipotle. I'm I'm deathly <laughs> afraid of Chipotle ever since many times of food poisoning. So we're not oh. doing that. The lettuce got you too. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, it got me. Like I can't, I can't go to Chipotle for a while. I can't go to Subway for a while. It's not the business. Uh, oh um, wait, Subway counts, huh? I'm swapping out Chipotle. Subway does count. I love. Do, it does count. Oh okay, okay. I, I love Subway. Um, I'm, I'm just gonna leave it at that. I might think of another one by the end. Who knows? Um, yeah. But I'll, I'll leave it open to what my third one could be. Honorable Good mention: end. hometown buffet. I never had that as much. That <gasps> is fire. Yeah. I love hometown affair, but that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> so by the end, we'll know Charlie's third pick. And yes, then yes, Olive Garden have... sponsorship or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, it's it's so funny because, and I, I was, I've, I've also, just um, total side note, like I feel like just becoming an adult and moving to LA at the same time having my own space, like I, I started getting, especially during COVID, right? Those like planters or ways you can grow your own produce from home. So I think that's taken me into the level of like cooking that I was never interested in. And, and again, with a single dad that only could barbecue, never really grew up with. So um, that's been really, really cool. And I will thank COVID forever for that discovery. <laughs> I know offline you're mentioning to us about your relationship with food. Is that something you want to dive in deeper? I would love to. Um, kind of on that note, I guess, with the discovering just like growing food and everything. Um, I historically haven't always had the best relationship with food. Um, and my whole life, I just kind of thought, oh, I just like don't like eating or, you know, at the time where I was in high school and dancing and college and stuff, you know, a lot of girls just experienced, you know, challenges with eating in general because we want to maybe look a certain way. Right. So I always thought stress or pressures of society or just, I wasn't as interested, but one thing I always remembered was that I was never really good at meal times. And when people have breakfast, lunch, and dinner, I never really had those same cues in my mind to eat at that same time. Again, I just attributed it to other things, but um, I finally went to the doctor this past year and I learned that I have a type of anemia called thalassemia that um, actually can affect how you eat your relationship with, with mealtime. So those cues that people get when they wake up and they're like, hey, I'm hungry. <laughs> like sometimes my brain just doesn't signal myself the same way. Um, and what that's kind of taught me again, is just to be super intentional with my food. The door that that's open now is that I see it. I see food as fuel. Like I see food as an essential part of my life. I think about the different buckets of food, the vegetables, fruits, grains, very intentionally, or I never, I'm not kidding. Not even a little bit did before then. So even though I feel like I've I've learned some news that kind of affect that will affect the rest of my life now that I know it. I'm so excited um, for what it's going to bring just because I, I want a long and healthy life. And I feel like this was just a great time to start to start thinking about that. So I love that you shared that. And I love that you mentioned about like the different buckets of like what food offers. I, I know for me, I've ever since I left living with my parents, like in being growing up as an adult or like as a kid in my parents' household, I stopped eating those like traditional three meals a day. I stopped eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And I know lately I've been living on my own for what is it now? Five years? Whatever, numbers, right? I've been living on my own for, <laughs> as an adult for a while now. And like 
for me, oh, I, I just eat for fuel. I don't even eat for like to get full or just like for craving. I just eat enough to move on. And I think about it very strictly like, okay, did I get my proteins in here? Did I get my vegetables, my carbs, my fats? And like, oh, I try not to overdo it. But like, same with you. I want to live as long of a life as I can. And I don't want to damage my body internally with like eating un- like food that might cause me discomfort or pain. Yeah. And I don't think we do a good job, mm-hmm. period, but especially in the United States <laughs> on educating people about the nutrients that food can give. You know, like, like, okay, for example, I just joined a soccer team this spring. Yeah. Catch me out nice. at the uh, Lincoln Middle School practices every Sunday. Uh, anyway. <laughs> um, and, you know, I'm like, sometimes before practices, I will just face an entire donut, you know, and that's not, I mean, ideally, that's not great. But when you think about what you're trying to do when you're running soccer, you, you need sugar to like burn, right? So maybe a salad may not be the best thing for me right before I may get tired, I may not have enough for my body to to eat and keep that energy going. Um, So just like, again, like just being more aware fully of what food even means, what it can do for me, how I can manipulate it to benefit what I'm trying to do that day um, is, is nice. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I love that you brought this up as well, just because one, I think, you know, some of our guests can sort of reflect on it to see like, you know, could, could I be looking at food and how I eat on the day-to-day a little bit differently. Um, and even to that, I'll, I'll add as well, like for me, I've had sort of a, a shift in my mind um, probably within this past year in terms of like when when I should versus when I want to eat. Um, and, mm-hmm. and I thought about this, especially in the case of um, watching Limitless on um, Disney Plus with Chris Hemsworth. There's an episode that talked about like um, fasting and for me, like, I always thought of fasting as like, oh, well, I'm just not going to eat for a very long time. That's not going to be good for me. Like, I, I have acid reflux. And if I don't eat, it starts to, you know, activate my acid reflux. And then mm-hmm. once I once I started to realize that my acid reflux is more tied to stress, like when I'm stressed, that's when it starts to activate. And if if I can reframe in my mind and, and how I live my for myself that, you know what, it's okay if I wake up in the morning and don't eat until let's just say like 10 or 11 and I'm not going to stress out about it. I'm not going to go hungry, but it's, it's almost like a natural way for my body to sort of like be able to heal itself because it doesn't have all the other food to digest that I'm, I'm trying to stuff because I think time-wise I should be eating at a certain time. So I think now, wow. I don't know, like, I feel like I go throughout my day, like, Oh, like, I could be hungry. That's cool. But if I'm, I'm not going to force myself to eat if I don't have, if I don't feel like I need to. I love that Charlie, because what you're pointing out is we are all different. Like our bodies, listening to them, catering to them will look different for every person may look similar sometimes, but it's like, you have to listen to what your body is telling you after some point, you can't just eat just to eat because someone said eat or don't Mm -hmm. eat because you just don't want to like it's, it is a very conscious thing, but it's a very intimate, personal, and I think extremely rewarding thing to be a part of. Mm-hmm. You know, our bodies, I, we take it for granted in a sense. Like, if if it's not moving, we're not moving. If it's not functioning, we're not functioning. And I, I can't tell you, I can't even call on conversations I've had in my life with peers, with, you know, community, with family, where this is a forefront of the conversation. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm really hoping that you know, by the time all of us on this call have kids, they're a little bit more aware and have a healthier relationship, especially by the time they are like teenagers or something. Yeah, but, absolutely. You know, what's interesting about it too, is I went to Italy last year for my honeymoon and I, as my first time out of the country, it was my first time in Europe, first time in Italy. And we've been talking about Olive Garden a lot. So I think it's all clear that we love Italian <laughs> food, right? Like, yes. Good connection. <laughs> Good connection. Bringing it back. <laughs> And I was so excited to go to Italy, right? I'm like Italian food. This is real Italian food. A couple of things that you said that made me think about it is their Italian food doesn't make them sluggish, right? Like they use different ingredients. Again, very unique to America. Why? That's not really happening for us, but that's an entirely different conversation. <laughs> but you could face an entire pizza and pasta and another pizza and like climb a hill without getting, you know, shortness of breath. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's something to be said about you know, people that have been making bread and making ingredients from scratch. 
it's it is some benefit in some way that we can take back what we're consuming here. Um, but also like they their lunch breaks, their breakfast breaks, they're like over the span of a cup. Like lunch in Italy is like a three to four hour period. Mm-hmm, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. You eat, you may eat more, you may not eat anything, you may eat some, take a nap, come back and eat more. And I think to your point of just like doing what works best for you. I I was obsessing that. I was I learned a lot from watching people on their lunch breaks. Um, you know, here in America, we, you know, we get a 30 minute lunch break if we're lucky and we're back on it or working mm-hmm. through lunch. So um when you embrace food as something you celebrate, something you admire, something you treasure, something you you are being delicate with, I think your entire mind frame your entire day-to-day your schedule and even your entire culture could could change its relationship with it too yes yeah i i could totally agree with that i remember when i went to italy it was like you you get i saw like a a different side of just how people eat but then it becomes more of like a like a social engagement process as well where like you know like not not just like oh we go out to dinner and 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 that's something that happens in the states but it's like even during lunch like they they sometimes go spend time with each other and, and then they eat together um and i remember <laughs> went to a restaurant during dinner time once it was like a like a somewhat of a i don't know what to call it, like a fancy restaurant but it was like a sit-down restaurant mm-hmm. and i had that u.s mentality that i will never forget reflecting back on it where i was like they had typically more smaller meals over there and I know me at the time, I I would just eat a lot. And so in my mind, I was like, oh, like, let me, I want to try a lot of different things. So let me get a combo. And I said like, oh yeah, like, it, you know, like I wanted to order this, this, that, or the other. And I was like, oh, do you guys have a combo? And they looked at me like, what the hell is wrong with you? Like, we don't have that. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, like that was US brain and mentality all the way. Because for them, it's like they have more smaller meals as opposed to here where there's like gorgeous like gallons upon gallons of meals and combos and and all these other things and it's like wow it's so different yeah it's like we haven't realized that we're we left the great depression and we don't need to eat all of this all the time yes <laughs> but yes. no it's funny that you bring up food portioning because one thing that's been helping me with the with the thalassemia and my new just view on food is actually mindful eating mm-hmm. um and I've been I've been looking into it more. I've been watching a lot of shows about it and reading about it more. And I think that it's a beautiful kind of middle ground for anyone that's looking to kind of change their habits with food. Just like mindful anything, you know, mindful a mindful home, a mindful, you know, uh, just basically anything. I couldn't think of anything else. But <laughs> it's like when you're when you sit down with a plate of food, right? Like, are you really thinking about the person who grew the food and the animal who might have died for the food and like what it took to get the food on the plate or the chef that cooked it and like really taking a bite that's not too big, like not going to claw your, you know, your little throat pipes, um, but that you can enjoy it. You can just chew around in your mouth and really think about all of the aspects that went into that bite. And, and appreciate it and swallow it you spend a, you don't eat as fast mm-hmm. you're really thoughtful about your next meal and you're usually not uncomfortably full mm-hmm. um so i would highly recommend anyone that's interested in looking at food differently just mindful eating in general is a, is a great place to start absolutely cool cool thank you for the, for sharing all mm-hmm. that and <laughs> i think we've learned already a, a pretty good deal about yourself but i mean there's always room to to learn more and so you know we wanted to kind of really ask like what's for you, like, what is of meaning to you? What's something that, that really sort of guides your your way of living now or something that's really, um, you know, connected for you in your life? That's a great question. I, I would say overall, just like being the best version of yourself, whatever that is, right? And I think that trying to hone it in and, and tell other people this is what it looks like is, is usually a bad place to start. Because again, everyone's really, really different. What, what may work for me may not work for you. And, and that's not necessarily bad, right? So I think just, I think focusing on being a good person, being someone that isn't perfect, but tries to be good, like genuinely good, be kind to others, listen to people, be helpful where you can, you know, learn, 
like those are things you can actively do to be good to yourself be good to this world that we're in I mean I, I always think about the fact that how crazy it's, it's actually really hard to be born like when you think about all the universes all the planets all of the species being born a human is the odds are actually as far as the universe go so rare and so hard to do and we get this chance to be here with everyone learn with all the information that everyone that's you know been here before has left us and i think we have an extreme opportunity not to go through war depending on where you are like for us right to live in a home that's generally clean and healthy to go to you know a job and earn an income whether we're being underpaid or not you know like we have a lot of benefits here and i really wish people would just focus on how to improve this for ourselves and future people that are coming because we only have so much time um we really do so so spending time on it being mean or being cruel or being hurtful I genuinely think is a waste of time not that those won't come up where people like we're flawed we make mistakes there's sin there's so many ways to look at how we're gonna fail but I think that that does not leave room for all the things that we can win at and all the things we can succeed in and so for me I just want to leave the world, each person, each place, each thing I touch better, if not the same than when I first found it. Mm. Um, and I, I'd say that's what, that's what absolutely drives me. Um, I won't keep rambling about this, but a little bit about me personally, like I, I have about four to seven family members I'm close with and they all live far away. My parents aren't very involved in my life. I've been on my own since I was 17 and mm there's a lot of challenges there, like understandably that I've been through, but if I didn't look at things differently, if I didn't try to push myself and be positive and see opportunities, I don't even think I'd be on this podcast with you today. So I just, I really think there's power in, in believing in something, fighting for something, learning and in compassion that, that can get people so much further than you know, being extremely skilled or having that degree or, or whatever that it is that people are seeking. So I have a long way to answer that, but that's kind of how I view it. <laughs> and and how have you seen some of those qualities like um like show up in in your life? You know, has it been through sort of your work or has it been through like relationships? Like what what are some ones that you want to highlight? Mm, it's been through it all. Like I I would say there's a level of discipline you get when you know that you don't have anything to fall back on, um, that you just naturally build, right? Like I, I'll use college as an example. I feel like sometimes when I'm in my plate in my life now, um, I've worked so hard to get things that I've wanted. And sometimes I look back and I'm like, should I have messed up more? Like, should I have been more risky? Should I have you know, uh, done things that maybe I wouldn't usually do? I'm a pretty... <laughs> I'm pretty much of a prude and a pretty, I have a pretty high moral compass, but I usually don't get into trouble in my life. But a lot of that was because I was afraid to. And I realized friends around me that were able to just do whatever, get into trouble, say the thing back to the teacher, you know, drive through the red light and get the ticket. They, they, they live life differently. They knew they could call, they knew they could even call someone, let alone the financial and physical support they'd get. They knew they could call someone up, no judgment and get some help not having that like is your paychecks you get you know you, you treat them differently yeah, you know the yeah. the classes you decide to want to miss for whatever's going on you maybe don't you know that extra internship that's unpaid you maybe take and so you just start to build a life that's a little bit more disciplined um and again I don't think you need to be where I was necessarily to get that but it absolutely has served me now in work let's say like I can really hear someone go through beginning and middle of end on something completely freak out and help calm them down because I've had to do that so many times for myself right and that that is something you get better every time when you do it so um a lot of the things I went through a lot of the lessons I learned as much as they've benefited me I think it's made me a better person to other people um especially with friends um, a lot of my friends are just now experiencing, you know, missing a, a light bill, you know, <laughs> or like mm -hmm. not sure how to pay their rent or what do you do when your car gets towed, you know, and things that I'm just like, oh, I've been there, done that. Like, let me tell you how. And also you're going to see tomorrow. Okay. Like, mm -hmm. it's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so um, definitely humi humility, appreciation is what, what I would say I would get out of it. And I, I refuse to let other people's mistakes and life paths define my own. While I'm influenced by my parents, while my parents made me, while they'll be a part of my life in some way, probably until they die, it's their life, not mine. I have my own to live and, and I have complete control over how I act, what I do and how I treat other people. So, yeah. <laughs> I Damn, like that's some wisdom she's dropping right now. <laughs> <laughs> there was like a few like moments in that monologue of yours that was like so insightful. Like first, like when you're talking about the level of difficulty, like living your life and like being too afraid to take those risks, or like or even understanding that like you can make these mistakes and you have someone who can you can call up to respond and be there for you. Like when you're speaking when you're saying all that, I was thinking to myself, like, wow, do I even have someone like that in my life? I don't even think I do, to be honest. So I'm like, a lot of people don't in our generation yeah. too. Yeah. Like for me personally, living in LA, I have no family here. I'm by myself. Like I have my friends I've made through living here the past almost four years, but like mm -hmm. family wise, I don't have anybody in LA. I'm all by myself. So like, like, would it be a friend that I would depend on or would it be a family member who would drive out three hours just to help me out? So I think that's a really good like piece of information for people to really like decipher in their own spare time like if you something were to happen you get in trouble or something just is bound to happen do you have that person that you can call to kind of like quote unquote save the day yeah and if you're that person for yourself <laughs> I gotta make sure you can be your own superhero when you need it mm -hmm. I had to learn that I was the one who was gonna bail myself out who's gonna love myself who's gonna give myself advice who was going to, you know, discipline themselves like, I, you know, and it's, it's, it's hard, but eventually, and the grim part about it is that people, people that do have parents and families, right. They're going to be gone one day. Mm -hmm. You really have to think about what you want to do, how you're going to support yourself. And if you're going to have kids around you or kids of your own, how you're going to influence them to do the same, because you're right, Martine. Like, I feel like I know a handful of people especially in a big city like LA that are alone. And I'm, I'm hopeful again that, that maybe our generation, our group of people will kind of crack that code on not making it seem so scary, intimidating, shameful, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And Martin, I think it, um, if you get into some shit, let me know. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was thinking like dead ass. I was thinking like if I got into trouble, I'm pretty sure I can call Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, 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 a bit of a ways away but i'll make you're, my ass out there you're definitely closer <laughs> than my family <laughs> that's true that's true that's a good point so i'm gonna say money um i was gonna say like it's um it's super inspiring too to get through things i think what it has always frustrated me with people is the fear of jumping into stuff and it's like i'm afraid too like i if anything i struggle with risk by being so disciplined but like i i wasn't supposed to like be here if you look at my life on paper right so like I see every like we're gonna do it all right like I, I want to do it all and it kind of inspired me to do the work I'm doing now professionally in learning and development is like I we ask people not we but the world and especially corporate America ask people to come for 40 hours a week to do whatever they're gonna do and somehow we end up walking away doing 50 to 60 with not the right pay and it's like, what are people actually getting out of that? And there's a certain point where you can definitely see where companies are getting out of it, right? They're getting your labor, they're getting your probably love and devotion, they're getting free marketing if you like them enough to tell your friends and family about it. But like what you're walking away with, like like if you start, I'll use my engineers that I work with as an example. They come to my company and they're there for five years. Engineers have very technical resumes and certificates and backgrounds five years for them at one place they could leave and almost be behind where other people are in their industry if they're not constantly thinking and in tune with where they need to be should something happen and the reality is layoffs happen things happen you move whatever there's so many reasons why you can need another job so I think while you have one it's really important to take care of your people make sure they're learning things make sure they're being able to do the job the best that they can make sure that they're aware and have all the tools that they need to be successful for your benefit as an organization, but also for their benefit when they leave. 
And it really should be a mutual thing when you go to work. And I feel like it's extremely one-sided. So I take all the inspo I have of breaking the barriers of my life. And I, I take it into corporate America, into HR, into learning and development. And I think about how I want the workplace to be and what it should look like. And I fight for it just the same way I fought for how I want my life to be and what it should look like. Um, and I really think it is that simple at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. And I know I know we, we talked about this a little bit offline as well, but like, I mean, I would imagine getting into where you're at now and, and having this vision for the, the, the people you serve is, is something that's, you know, it, it's been steps that have gotten to that point. And so like for you, I would imagine, um, you know, what, what were, what were some of the challenges, um, sort of being a woman of color, just sort of be getting into your role now, establishing yourself and also establishing a vision, um, for the people you serve. Oh yeah. Um, I would say, you know, growing up in Phoenix, Arizona, especially at the time I grew up in, like there weren't as many people that looked like me. I say high school was the first time I like had a student body that like were more than 15 black people, let's say. Right. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay, cool. (laughs) But it wasn't until I moved out to LA where I was like, wow, this is what it's really like to not live in a predominantly white area. And that does a lot to to your mentality, how you express yourself, whether you're really thinking of it or not. And I didn't realize it until I came here. For instance, like, you know, what you talk about in a coffee shop casually or what you what you say in meetings or what you wear. I mean, that's really all impacted about the comfortability that you have in the environment that you're in. And if you don't have that natural comfort or you're not being encouraged by seeing that around you, it can be suppressed in a way that's just so insane. It And it it's still things I'm learning to this day that I'm unlearning that I adopted to just make my life easier in the environment that I was in. Um, and so now I'm around a bunch of women of color, not just black women, not just black men, every type of person I can imagine I work with gender, age, and I, I'll never look back. Um, but also it, it, it dri- to your point, Charlie, like it's driving me even more and more to advocate, to push my, my friends that are working in their own industries in places like Arizona, you know, encouraging them, sharing them articles of what I think can make their workplace better, how they can have, you know, higher diverse talent themselves, what it brings to the table. Like if anything, I always knew it to be true and now living here and seeing it myself just affirms exactly the mission I've just set my life on. Um, I hope that helps answer that question. Oh, yeah, totally. Because <laughs> I, I think you 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 become not only sort of like a model of, of your experience to others um, and also you can kind of sort of now sort of shift that that trend that trajectory for other people as well it allows them to see you know um individuals of color in 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 different roles that they may not have envisioned before and also it sets a different pathway for others you serve as well so i mean yeah yeah because something i think we were taught growing up sorry i'm gonna cut you off but something i think we were taught growing up is the way that you look what you how you live who you live with is going to impact what you can produce Mm -hmm. and i hope that covid obviously a lot of just more diverse people in the workforce in general, just the world changing is really showing that that's not true. That's just not, it just isn't like, even um, I'll use hair as an example. Like I had not had my hair in braids for probably a decade at one point because it was not what it is right now. Like it wasn't something that everyone thought was professional or appropriate for a good chunk of my life (laughs) I'm 28 you know in 2023 so it's like you know um I I finally got braids and wore them to work but I found myself asking my boss if there was a policy for hair and clothes before I did it and she asked me why and I told her I ended up just telling her being honest Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. I'm nervous I will be taken seriously or that someone will ask me to change my hair and she was just so upset about it. I mean, she's a, she's a Californian through and through. She's lived her whole life. So she just couldn't, you know, connect to right. that. But growing up in Phoenix, like, 
oh my god i'd rather fry my hair with a freaking flat iron than wear a natural style mm. um at the time and so not only for that to be embraced encouraged complimented even in the workplace even in the place like southern california is fairly new mm. so I think just again, like, like having represented people don't know what they can't see. And you know why I got inspired to do the braids was because I saw a woman we hired walked in with braids. It was the mm. first time in any workplace I had ever worked in where someone I worked with closely had braids. It kind of gave me the permission to do it myself. Not that anyone told me not that it was holding me back, but again, it's just like, you have to, life has to almost encourage you and give you signs too. So if you're not looking for them, if you're not receptive to it, you could miss it. But they they are there. And I hope more of us can be those trendsetters for, for others. Damn. That is very profound. And I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna put that in a quote. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna tag that. Drop. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> that's we're that's a great way to <laughs> to bring that part around. And so yeah, no, what one before we transition to our last mm-hmm. new segment, um, I wanna say thank you so much. I mean, it's one, it's been an honor and a privilege to just get to know you as as a friend as someone who I look forward to hopefully one day just getting to meet in person and just connecting that way and so I and know. also having you on the podcast has been a great privilege so thank you first off oh my god thank you guys too um this is the first podcast I've ever been on so <laughs> hopefully um this is to my point breaking me out of my shell and crossing a boundary I've always wanted to cross so um I will be forever and eternally grateful and remember this to the day I die so yeah. and you guys are amazing <laughs> thank you thank you well, hey if you ever if and when you get famous just remember ah! <laughs> we're the first, hey! first podcast you've ever been on. I started, yeah. <laughs> um cool so our our next and final uh segment that we're we're starting for this uh season it's called food for thought and we're kind of going along of course with our our We've called it the menu of our our show. Uh, it's a three course meal, of course. Had the appetizer, the entree, now the food for thought. And so this is think of it kind of like a a way to to leave you all thinking about something um, at the end of our podcast. So today's is really going to tie into what we've been focusing on for our book club, um, which is a new book that we started reading recently called Atomic Habits. And um, I can just kick it off with something that's really stood out to me with it um recently in the chapter i read which is the idea of looking at a goal beyond just sort of establishing a goal or establishing something you want to achieve at the end but it's more so like how do i develop a system that's going to get to that goal but i think the the part that really solidified it for me was I, identifying an identity for myself that then becomes so interconnected with that goal and so like one of the quotes that I like really has, has got me thinking and now I'm shifting the way I, I live my life, which was, you know, it's one thing to say that I'm the type of person who wants, you know, this or this goal. It's something very different to say that I'm the type of person who is this. And so like, I, I then become the goal. I then be, my identity is then a part of this goal and interconnected with it. So that's my food for thought that I wanted to share re- regarding this. So Talk about me... profound. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's nowhere near. It's nowhere near where you were at. So let me toss it to y'all for for your, your food for thoughts. Oh goodness, how do I follow up that? Um, dang, bro. <laughs> no, no, don't don't need to follow. Give it your own take. What what is something well, that's really been impactful for I, you? I'm a, I'm a little more ahead in the book than y'all so i'm not gonna spoil anything but i will say one of the chapters i read last like late last week was very similar to what imani was sharing previously before this um this part of the podcast was about how she felt comfortable to um like do her hair when she saw someone else have a different hairstyle right and one of the chapters i read was that you're more likely to adapt or change your behavior to the environment that you're around because you know, people, you want to be wanted by people, you want to be part of something and not just that, but you also want to be accepted and comfortable and knowing what you experienced, Imani, was a great example of that because you, not not that you needed that permission, but you saw that it was acceptable and you wanted to also, you know, be part of that because that's who you are. That's part of your behavior. That's part of your like natural essence. So I know that was something that I really liked because I saw that in myself when, you know, being in my career or being, being in my career and being with my friends is that I sometimes behave 
differently or not necessarily differently but I I let my personality come out because I'm so comfortable being around them because they allow me to behave that way it's more accepting it's more um you know part of my identity oh totally don't you always love when you're like with like a coworker or someone that just hasn't seen you in like your your full comfort mm-hmm. comfortable environment when they're like wow I didn't know you were like funny and your friends are like this guy like he's he's a comedian you know and they're like what and it's like you just you know you can really tell when you even just think and you ask someone who knows you what they know about you mm-hmm. how much you've been able to be comfortable around them and you, you will show yourself if you really want to mm-hmm. and it's something that you don't even think about that much mm-hmm. when you do it Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, I was going to say, you know, with the Atomic Habits chapter so far, I think one of the, and I kind of touched on this in Book Club, Charlie, so you'll be hearing this again. But I mean, one of the themes I'm I'm really obsessed with and hoping to, you know, uh, adopt in my own life is just a jur- enjoying the journey, like enjoying the ride. Like, we're gonna fail. You're gonna mess up. You're gonna do something that you shouldn't have done or didn't mean to do or didn't think of, right? Like it's literally, it's assumed, it's automatic. Like it's a part that we should embrace and we don't. Like not only do we not do that though, we're miserable until we hit the end, until we get the thing that we've been looking for, right? And it's like, why? why? Like uh, the whole the whole person at the end of a journey is whole because of the ups and downs and if you're not looking for them if you're not enjoying them if you're not embracing them if you're not learning from them so you can avoid some of those mistakes the next time it could potentially be a waste whether you get the reward or not and so uh, a quick little story i'll share but my my grandpa is the same one charlie my grandpa <laughs> he was um he was historically always known as a very happy man my entire life uh, but before i was born or maybe when i was a kid um, one of my uncles was out with him. I think they were at a baseball game and everything that went wrong, went wrong that day. Like the beer and nachos they got fell and it was too hot and the seats were messed up and you just, you name, I think they were trying to catch a ball and it went past them, but they should have caught it. I mean, you, you pick something out of the hat. It happened that day. And my uncle just looks over to my grandpa and is like, why are you always so happy? Like, this is an annoying situation. Like anyone else would just be like maybe cussing or frustrated or even mean, Right. And he's just like, I can't control life it's happening. I don't have that much of it. And also he literally said a long time ago, I woke up one day and I chose joy and I never looked back. And obviously like, again, by the time I was an adult or even just a kid with memories, I've always known my grandpa to be happy. And I think by the time I became older, everyone in my family understood why it's because he just chose to live his life like that and wouldn't let anyone take it away from him. Um, and I think that's extremely admirable um, and, and beneficial to the to the health of the journeys that we're all automatically going to be on, whether we like it or not. <laughs> mm-hmm. Dang, enough said. I, I, I can't even I can't even go anywhere with that. I mean, you just give us profound things after profound ah. things like <laughs> thank you. So, yeah, Martin, I'll, I'll turn it to you to be able to wrap us up. Yeah, sure. So. Uh, with this food for thought is really understanding you know one read this book called atomic habits (laughs) that's what we're going to have everyone leave with Um, and two however way we are going about our certain journeys as what Imani called out or the different paths and like expectations we have it's never going to be a linear straightforward destination it's always got ups and downs you're always having challenges challenges but the point is to comprehend what you've gone through communicate that within yourself and adapt so you can make sure that whatever you face moving forward you have the skill set and resources to you know do right by yourself 100 percent yeah wow (laughs) um so i'll be able to help us sign off here um but before i do my sign off i thought about what that chain restaurant was (laughs) oh he actually did i did i thought about this I'll, i'll give you uh, one A and one B. One A is Taco Bell. I will That's stand by Taco food. Bell. Look, I'm, I'm sitting hey, down and eating Taco inside. Bell. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Whatever. The same thing with Sorry. Chipotle. What do you mean? No. Mm, <laughs> what? Not, what? <laughs> there's not really a drive-through. 
but have you been to one of those taco bell reserves they're like the whole size of a you mean like the 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 katinas the bars katina not reserve i'm thinking i've been to the one in phoenix i know what you're talking about yeah yeah so sorry sorry charlie i don't want to knock you off right (laughs) and then one b uh is cheesecake factory Ooh, there you I go i, I accept that one i accept yeah. it yeah, yeah. <laughs> that one with their ridiculous ass menu that keeps growing every year um the yeah that's the always... secrets yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> hey yep. shout out to your wife for the harry potter yeah, <laughs> yeah all right cool well this has been an awesome awesome episode um definitely thank you to our listeners for tuning into this episode of taste of meaning again Continue to take care of yourselves and most importantly, take care of others. We'll see you all soon.